Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, thank you, Blog Talk listeners, for tuning in to the Legally Steal Show, hosted by myself, SC Day, for this Saturday, November the 13th. Um, if you notice, those that tuned in last week, I had a rebroadcast of the Art of Negotiations. Um, I actually took a week off last week. One of the things I wanted to do was put some things in place, and um, as I told you, we're starting the transition. So we are now definitely in the transition phase of the show. And today's show is going to be the benefit of credit unions. Now, those of you who don't know my background, um, I have a very extensive background in credit unions. I've completed three years of uh, community development credit union training and community um, and credit union development education training in Madison, Wisconsin, in board management and board operations of credit unions. Uh, I also, uh, in my master's program, um, my project, thesis project, if you will, was the creation of a community development credit union and its sustainability. So I am actually published in developing a credit union. So I know quite a bit about credit unions. And those of you who have been listening faithfully know that I am a big advocate, a big advocate of credit unions. I believe in what they do. I follow credit unions. And now with the book, one of the things that I am doing is I'm actually working with credit unions in order to increase their membership. But what I wanted to do today is uh, we want to talk about the benefits. We're going to break credit unions down. I want you to know the ins and outs of credit unions, not just hearing me say, hey, credit unions are better than banks. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you why they're better than banks. So these are some of the things we're going to get into today. I also have a, um, a guest calling in today. He is, his name is Scott Olson. He's the VP of Star Choice Credit Union in Bloomington, Minnesota. And he's going to call in and we're going to talk, we're going to talk credit unions because I want you to know and I want you to understand and I want you to come Monday morning, go and find a credit union and become a member. It's relatively cheap. I mean, you're going to spend 20 bucks in a week if you buy three or four cups of Starbucks. Well, take 20 bucks and go and start you a membership at a credit union. $20, $25 uh, will buy you one share and it will pay for your membership fees. And now you become a part of uh, a, a, a financial wheel that can save you money and teach you some things that your shareholder banks won't teach you or will not teach you. So this gentleman that's calling in, he and I are going to talk about credit unions. We're going to talk about the difference of a non-federal credit union versus a, cre a federal credit union. We're going to talk about field of memberships. Uh, what exactly is it? How do you become a part of a credit union? We're going to talk about other things like low-income designation for credit unions. Um, now, let me tell you a little bit of the history. We've heard and we've seen in some of the communities uh, that it may be hard to be a part of the credit union. Well, according to uh, CUNA, which is uh, the Credit Union National Association, um, they are the 
they are the, uh, if you would, the, the, the brokering arm of credit unions. But uh, according to them, they say everybody in America can join a credit union because of that little thing that's called field of memberships. So there are several things that you need to know. Credit unions have been around um, since 1934. Uh, President Roosevelt signed into law um, the Credit Union Act, basically establishing credit unions because banks, if you will, banks are concentrated on what is called medium income tracks. Now, a medium income track is just what it sounds like, medium income. And what it does is if a community does not have a certain amount of income within the community, then most banks will get the heck out of Dodge because the money that they're looking for is not within that community. So they leave. And that leaves a lot of communities decimated because there's no financial institution in that in that area. And you will find around some parts of the country payday lending, uh, payday loans are the biggest banks in a in a in a certain community. Well when that happens you, I mean, these payday lending, and, and that's another story that we'll get, on, get into down the road. I'll do a whole show on that. But payday lending, these guys are charging upwards of 300%. You going in trying to make ends meet between your check this week and next week, well, they're going to charge you an arm and a leg for 40 bucks. And you say, well, i got to pay back 60 bucks. Well, if you think about that, that's a big jump. That's 50% of what you're borrowing. Or, you know, so you got to be careful in the payday lending. So if you are in an area, and I can tell you, credit unions are in every state of our union, every state. And the the whole credit union community is relatively small. As of uh, the statistics from the National Credit Union Administration, as of last year in December, Credit unions' numbers were around 75, almost 7,600 credit unions. Now, that's down from 2005, uh, from about 9,900 down to about 7,600. Well, credit unions handle their total assets. Again, this is as of December of last year. Their total assets are teeter-tottering around a trillion dollars. Um, they're about 90 million members strong now. The credit union is a movement, and that's something that if you really get involved with credit unions or you get any education about credit unions, you'll understand that credit unions are a movement. And the movement is to basically do a couple of things. Teach its members how banking should be done by by way of credit unions. And the second part of that is teaching financial literacy. The job I feel and one of the things that I really attach to was credit unions' jobs are to teach people how money works and how to make money work for them, how to save money and really make put money to work as currency and make it work for them. So following the whole line of credit unions and where credit unions are going, I want to do my part and help raise the memberships of credit unions around the world. 
Um, the, the, the other part of my master's was developmental finance. And as when my guests come on, you, you, we're going to, like I said, banter back and forth so where you'll understand um, the whole benefit, the true benefit of a credit union. Well, you ask yourself, or you may ask, well, why, why can't I just be with a bank? Well, first and foremost, credit unions are not-for-profit. Now, banks hate this, and the reason banks hate this is because any money that a bank makes that is profit, well, they have to pay taxes on that revenue. Credit unions, since they're not-for-profit, any money that they make over operational costs, that money is is usually returned to the members by way of dividends. So you become a member shareholder, member owner, instead of a um, just a customer. You get nothing back from the bank. The bank is not going to send you anything back. Uh, credit unions normally work together. They're really a, a close-knit community, and they work together. So you could possibly have a ATM card from one credit union, use it at another credit union, you're not getting slammed with a bunch of fees because they're not there to make money off of you. Their job is to make your money work for you. So you're going to deal with fewer fees. Uh, your interest rates are normally better at credit unions. Because credit unions do, most of them don't pay, well, no, not most of them. Credit unions do not pay federal and state tax. So that's, with them not paying federal and state tax, is an opportunity for them to give better loans, better interest rates to their members. So that's another plus. As well as if you are a member of a credit union, you're part, you're part owner in that enterprise, as I was saying, you don't have to pay the big fees to, as as they say, utilize the facilities or utilize the products and services that they have. So this is one of the biggest reasons that banks hate credit unions because they're able to do things that a lot of banks can't do. And I found out recently that there are, a lot of small community banks. Now, a bank is a bank is a bank regardless. So a lot of the smaller community banks, well, most of their customers are the targeted members of credit unions. And likewise, credit unions and small banks are going after the same individual as, custom, as customers. Now, this is not to say that you cannot have an account with a bank. Because some things, you know, for instance, the gentleman that's calling in, his credit union, I took the liberty of pulling the uh, reports on his credit union, but his credit union is a $47 million in asset credit union. Um, well, that doesn't compare to a multi-billion dollar Bank of America. So if you will, his credit union may not do mortgages. It's not a lot of money, $47 million when you're talking about mortgages, and they do. But most of the time, if a credit union will do a mortgage, if they're that small, if they do a mortgage, then they're going to have a normally a, a servicer for the loan because they can't they can't afford to carry that much weight or that much debt. Now you'll have some bigger credit unions like here in Tampa, if you will. Credit unions in Tampa, 
really they have more credit unions per capita in Tampa than any city in America. That's a lot of credit unions in Tampa. And there are several billion-dollar credit unions in the Tampa area. Now, all of that is a plus because those credit unions can actually do more for its products and services for its members. They can carry a home loan. They can do a mortgage for an individual. Now, I want you to ask yourself, ask, ask yourself this question. In that whole financial meltdown that, you know, really put our country in this tailspin that we're in, how many times did you hear of a credit union being involved? Just think for a second. Now, I follow the news on a regular basis. I follow the financial world news on a, on a, on a regular basis, the car industry on a, news on a regular basis. Now, one time did I hear of a credit union being involved in that whole financial meltdown. Well, why? Credit unions, be it federal or state credit unions, those non, uh, non-federal versus federal credit unions, they are financially insured. Like you'll go to your bank and you'll see that FDIC, uh, federal, federal Deposit Insurance Commission, FDIC on the bank, or if you go to the credit union, you're going to see NCUA, that's National Credit Union Administration. Credit unions are federally insured through the National Credit Union Administration. So they are like the financial arm for credit unions like FDIC is, is for the banks. So you have two separate departments. Credit unions normally don't get into risky lending deals and derivatives and different things like that, like a shareholder bank will. So that's less risk for the members to suffer financial loss like they did if you have all of your assets tied in a bank. So these are other things that you want to be cognizant of when you are looking at opening an account. Now, are credit unions perfect? No, they're not. But you know, anytime you got, you know, people and and <clears throat> dealing with money, nobody's perfect. But in a credit union, your chances of your risk are, are are minimized in a credit union. Also, you'll get friendlier service in a credit union. If you notice, a lot of banks are actually they're almost getting away from tellers. And they're talking about putting fees in if you call into the bank and want to talk to a teller or or an official in the bank. They're talking about imposing fees for that because they're trying to get away from tellers. They're trying to go more automated banking. Well, if you walk into a credit union, chances are these people are going to know you because that's how they do business. It's people doing business with people, not people doing business with an institution. So being a part of that credit union, you get a friendly family feel when you walk in the door and you know that they are there for you to take care of of your loans or your services or your needs. Another thing, I've seen people in the business that I've been in, in the finance business and the car business for as many years as I've been in it, I've seen people who had financial trouble and filed for bankruptcy. But ironically, they did not file for bankruptcy against their credit union. 
Now, they had a car loan with the credit union, but they didn't file for bankruptcy. Filed it on the house, filed it on everything else, but not against their credit union. Why? Because nine times out of ten, if you're having a financial issue, you can walk into your credit union. And this is where people dealing with people come into play. You can walk into your credit union and let's say you lost your job or you had a cut in pay. You can walk into your credit union and just about negotiate or redo your deal. Why? Because they don't want your car. They want you to have your car so you can get to work, so you can make money, so you can pay off your car. So they're there for you. They're on your side. They will actually restructure your deal to actually extend it out. Now, of course, this is not every credit union, but this is the backbone and the worth of credit unions and what they will do for you. You have to know your credit union manager, your your the president and CEO of that credit union, the branch managers. Get to know the credit union officials because these are the people that work for you. The other side of it is if you are a member of a credit union, you have a say-so in the direction of the credit union, in the direction that it goes. You can actually vote for board members. You can actually be a board member of a credit union. Walk into a bank and try to be a bank board member and see what happens. Uh, You know, if they don't call security and kick you out of the bank. So being a part of a credit union has a whole lot more advantages than not being a part of a credit union. So these are things that you really want to look into and do your research. Go to any credit union in your area and find out what is their field of membership. Now, a field of membership is basically how a credit union gets its members. You will have some that may be utility credit unions. Some is, you know, if you live, work, and play in an area, you can be a part of a credit union. If you work for a company, a lot of companies are attached to credit unions because it's a good benefit for the company as far as direct deposit for the individual or for the employees. So you can check and see how or what credit unions are available in your area and how you can become a part of it. So the, I guess the biggest thing that you need to do is just start researching your credit unions. You have some that are small credit unions, but they're growing. Every credit union's main job is to do two things, increases memberships and increases assets. As its assets increase, it's able to do more for its members. Car loans, that's one of the biggest things. Now, my days in the car business, I used to you know, turn people. I didn't turn them away if they came to my dealership with a check from the credit union, but I knew that if they walk into the dealership with a check from the credit union, I couldn't make any money on it from the finance company. Credit union is not going to give me any extra money to to, to finance the deal. Um, so there were different things of that nature. Carla, are you there? Uh, yes, uh, this, is, uh, this is your guest, Scott Olson calling. Hey, Scott, how you doing today? Very good. How are you doing, FT? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Listen, I was just I was just uh, letting the audience know um, some of the things about 
credit unions, and, and I'm going to talk with you. We're going to get into them. But as uh, Scott, a little bit of what what we do at the Legally Steal Show is we are consumer advocates. We want people to know what's best out there for them, what works best for them, how they save money, the best ways to save money, the best investments to look into. Now, of course, I've been in the car business for a number of years, written several books, and now I did, you know, I became a converted man, and now I teach people how to actually buy cars, how to negotiate deals, and things of that nature. So I wanted to have you on because today our show is the benefit of credit unions. We're talking credit unions, credit unions, credit unions today. Now, some of that, Scott, and I may ruffle the feathers of some banks. You don't have to. I can. But, <laughs> but one of the things is I wanted people to know from a credit union official what is what are credit unions? What is the, what is the biggest benefit of a credit union? Can you well, explain that a little? Yes. Oh, I sure. First of all, I wanted to say I, how much I appreciate you having me on here and and talking about credit unions. And I'm I'm going to try and uh, I I know you are the the host, so you can say what you want. And me being a, a guest, <laughs> I'll, I'll try. And, I'll try and give you a, a real balanced outlook because uh, really I'm I'm kind of at the at the the ground level, kind of ground zero at uh, at the I don't know the, the tug of war between banks and credit unions. But uh, right, right. But the very the the very essence of why we exist is is really the most important factor uh, for that. We exist to help out our our customers, or as we call them, members. And right. banks exist to make a profit. So in other words, uh, really the mission is, for starters, the the first big difference. And that mm-hmm. and that, that mission is all-encompassing. In other words, Absolutely. If, if, if your job description says you need to make the most money possible, you look at people a little bit differently, uh, whereas it's, uh, my job description is to serve. And when you are in there to serve and you're not looking at people uh, as being a dollar sign, but that these are, these are someone that has uh, legitimate problems and some questions that need answered, and you come alongside them and try to answer them. So the, the mission, is, is, for starters, is, is the big thing. Exactly, exactly. Scott, one of the things that I pointed out to him, I, I, I informed him of you, and, of course, I'm going to put your information on our blog uh, once the show is over, and I'll make sure you get a copy of it. But I, I went and pulled the numbers as of December of last year, and your call reports just recently for the last quarter, and your credit union is about a $47 million asset credit union, correct? That is correct. That okay. Is, and you have roughly roughly 4,800 4, members. Is that about right? Yes. You've okay. your <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that one of the things that I wanted that I wanted mem- uh, individuals to know is that I gave them a, a few stats that basically credit unions as a whole around the country we only total about 7,600 credit unions. 
that's not a lot of credit unions. No. Okay. No, when I started we, in the when I started in the business, that was over ten thousand. So, so yes, it. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, credit unions are consolidating, and we we make up uh, as far as the banking industry um, a, a very small percentage. Exactly. And now, you know, when we're dealing with, according to the census, we're somewhere around 320 to 330 million people in America. Well, to me, that's room to grow because we're only around 90 million members total in credit unions. And the other side of it is we're not even, well, I, I would say teeter-tottering right around a trillion dollars. And that's, how, that's combined out of all of these 7,600 credit unions. Now, when you compare those numbers to banks, we have a lot of growing that we can do as credit unions. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the top ten banks comprise uh, more in assets than uh, all the credit unions combined in the United States. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so when we well, – I, I, so I guess when we're talking about uh, – uh, about these things, um, credit unions are really a, a fairly small percentage of of what uh, of what's out there, and it, it is unfortunate that uh, that there are 300 million, uh, 330 million people in the United States, and only 90 million are enjoying uh, the the benefits of being a member. Right, and you know, I, Scott, I'm going to ask you this, honestly. What what are the banks afraid of? <laughs> We're only 90 million, you know, weak, I would say. Not 90 million strong. What are the banks afraid of? The banks are afraid of people like you that are getting the message out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, because once people, once people come in, uh, the most effective advertising really is word of mouth. And, Absolutely. Uh, and it takes... It takes a long time to get that word out, and it's starting to get out. Um, there's there's several people in the media that have been talking up credit unions, but um, really what they're what banks are afraid of is the fact that um, people are going to come in and like us. Absolutely, you know, and, that's, and that's unfortunate. They're afraid of competition, and um, and competition is great. And I'll, I'll give you a really good example of competition. Uh, sometimes credit unions, sometimes we're in uh, competition with each other. Absolutely. Um, we have one that, uh, a credit union that has a branch that is, and they've been in the in business for over 50 years. And when we moved into the, into the neighborhood, um, all of a sudden, that credit union got a new look. They invited the competition and they reacted to it. They didn't fight it. They what they did is they uh, updated their buildings. They put their signage up there. Uh, suddenly their rates got a lot more competitive. And that's what credit unions are all about. Is is when they see that competition, they welcome it and they change. Whereas banks, they want it all for them. And period. That's it. And so that's it. They want it all for them. Period. <laughs> Audience, I, I, you know, audience, I hope you heard that. They want it all for them, period. They're not concerned about the members. They're concerned about their shareholders who run the bank. 
when you're dealing with credit unions, you're on a totally different platform. You're dealing with people who care about people. And I told him, Scott, I, I've had years ago when I was in the car business actively, I had people that I would look at their credit reports when they came in, and I could see that they had filed for like a bankruptcy, be it a Chapter 7 or a Chapter 13, but many people did not file that bankruptcy against the credit union. And, of course, at the time, I was not a part of credit unions, didn't understand the credit union movement, and it puzzled me. Why would you file a bankruptcy but not include your credit union? Well, when I started going to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, to the World Council of Credit Unions, I got a clear understanding of why people wouldn't file for bankruptcy against their credit union. Can you explain a little of that, why a person would not, most people would file for bankruptcy but not against their credit union? Well, we view our, our business as a relationship type of uh, of a business. A lot of them are, but it's, it's so much more personal in a credit union. Uh, yeah. People come in and they, they bear their souls to us. And you know what? If, if we were in business to make money, we wouldn't care about their stories. However, exactly. we this and we do care about their stories. We try to come alongside them and help them through because we too are, uh, we are members just as they are. And we want to absolutely. Be with so uh, my my vote for for the board, my vote for anything as far as the credit union is concerned, I've only got one vote. And you know what? When somebody comes in and plunks down $10 in a savings account and they can join, they have as many yeah. votes as I do. And see, people, did you, did you just hear that? Basically, he's saying that he is a member of the credit union. Just like every other member, he has a vote, one vote. Just like every member, every member that comes in or a non-member that comes in and becomes a member by plopping down their $10 and becoming a member, they have an equal vote just like he does. And he is the vice president of the credit union. So that tells you something. We're not in the credit union field. We are about people. We are about taking care of people. We understand hardships, but we want to make sure that you survive as you survive as, as a member we survive as credit unions. Scott, listen, one of the things is, a couple of things. If you would, could you explain to the members, because they may hear, get a little confused, what's the difference in a non-federal credit union versus a federal credit union? Uh, and it, it's called a charter. And I, I don't want to bore your, your listening audience out there about talking about charters and, and those sorts of things. Uh, but they're... Federal credit unions are governed exclusively by the NCUA, which is a which right. is the, the it's very similar to the FDIC. And uh, right, I'm I explained that to him right before you came on. Oh, great! I'm I'm throwing around these acronyms, and you know what? <laughs> I I just I I'm not a real acronym person. My my wife works for for uh, the county, and uh, they have an acronym for everything. And of course, uh, I, listen, Scott, I'm ex-military. You're talking to the acronym giant. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, there are also the uh, non-federal ones, which are considered state charters. And really, each state uh, governs their credit unions a little bit differently. We have the same, pretty much the same rules that we go under as federal credit unions, but as state credit unions, um, we also need to listen to our 
state governing body. In in our in our state, it's the Department of Commerce and right. uh, Commerce Department. And so, um, federal credit unions a, a lot of times have um, various groups that they can um, that they can serve. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the the uh, federal credit unions are very um, they're very particular about getting out any additional ones. Whereas a lot of times, yeah, state I know. Charter, <laughs> state charter I credit know. Unions, yeah, okay. <laughs> state charter. Yeah, credit I, it's, it's got one of the things. Um, my master's was in getting my master's. My project thesis was the creation of a community development credit union. Okay, and I understand why the NCUA does what they do as far as giving out charters versus yes. how states can give out charters because what people don't understand is it can take up to 10 years to get a charter, if not longer, with the NCUA. That tells you yes. that they are a highly governed and regulated body where they're trying to make sure that any credit union that is operating in a brick-and-mortar building is above board, they've met all the requirements and all the standards to make sure that they are taking care of their members. And honestly, that's, that's, it, that's it in a nutshell. They don't just give out charters randomly. Like, for instance, I'm here in the state of Florida. Well, there have been a lot of creation of banks here in the state of Florida, but you know, after this whole financial tailspin, a lot of banks have been seized by FDIC. Yes. And yes. one of the things that I pointed out was, now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I have not heard of one credit union that was involved in any of this financial tailspin. No, no. As far as not being directly involved, there there is some indirect in, involvement, uh, obviously, uh being involved in the real estate market really puts a, mm-hmm. puts a, it puts a target on your back. Um, exactly. You down in Florida have have felt some of the worst <laughs> of that. But one yeah, of the, we have. One of the dirty little secrets is Minnesota uh, and the Great Lakes states um, mm-hmm. have as many uh, troubled banks as California. Well, and they, they call them the sand states. You know, you've got California, Nevada, and Arizona, mm-hmm. and, and those, that seems to be um, some of the the biggest problems. Florida, though, um, unfortunately, uh, is part of that. But but as far as uh, as far as uh, troubles and and those sorts of things, uh, we we pretty much have done that because of being involved in real estate and, and again, trying to serve our members and, and they have real Absolutely. estate needs. And uh, whereas we did not, we were not the, the group that packaged these mortgages we, because, again, we don't have uh, investors that are, in tied, that are tied to the credit union. Um, that is something that is totally separate, whereas banks sometimes could take uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of these loans, package them up, and, and sell them. And... There, they were uh, a, a lot of those were a cause of of the sorts of things that we're going through right now, and it's uh, it's it's tough. It really is tough out there. But um, but we're seeing the we're seeing some light, and and that's a good thing. 
Well, no, that's that's absolutely a wonderful thing because um, as a whole, the credit union movement is still active and is still very strong, and that's a plus, positive plus, because we're still growing and we're still moving. Now, yeah. Scott, if you will, what is what is your field of membership? Our field of membership, when we originally started, when we were originally chartered 80 years ago, it was to, to serve uh, employees of the Star Tribune newspaper, and the, okay. Minneapolis, the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, and obviously, uh, we still have an office in, in their building. However, we were mm-hmm. also awarded a charter for a county. It's called a community charter. And Hennepin County, which is in, entails uh, uh, Minneapolis and the surrounding suburbs, and so we can serve that, that particular area. Anybody that lives, worships, uh, lives, works, worships, goes to school, or volunteers. And again, I'll, I will say volunteers in Hennepin County is available for membership. We encourage our members to volunteer. And uh, we, do that, we do it ourselves. And uh, so um, that is our, our area. That is our mm-hmm. heart. We want uh, we want people putting putting in time that's not paid because that's our, our board is that way they put in time absolutely so so we hope that our our members do that as well because we do it. Well, Scott, listen, if you would, a couple more things. What is what is your membership? What if I wanted to come in because I play basketball in your county and I want to be a member of your credit union? What would it cost me? Really, the the cost is nothing because our um, you know they, a lot of people ask what what will this cost me? We only require that obviously they live, work, worship, or or go to school or volunteer in Hennepin County, and then mm-hmm. if they do that, uh, they put ten dollars in an interest bearing account, and that is their that is their share with the credit union. They are, once they do that, they are equal with, with myself, with, with our, our president, with anybody that's on the board. They're in equal standing. They have one vote. Uh, wait, you know, one wait, 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 Scott. Scott, did you say $100 or $1,000? $10. $10? As in like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yep, yep. Probably what cost you uh, to take the to take the cost to work is, is what, it, what it will cost you. And it's it's in an interest-bearing account. And so we want to make sure that people uh, of modest means can join, the, can join the credit union. And a lot of credit unions feel the same way. Now, you being in a community development credit union, you even yeah. have to that more so. Um, that is, as, as far as I'm concerned, the most pure credit union. That's how these, these started. Uh, how credit Absolutely. Stuff is is through community development like that. And they have a mission Absolutely. to serve the community. And uh, I, my hat's off for you. I, uh, you know, when I, when, I, when I heard that, I thought, this guy knows what he's talking about. So uh, to, to the listeners, I have a little bit. Listen to Scott, I have a little bit. Look, look, I have a little bit of knowledge in the credit, just a little. I mean, they put me through enough rigorous programs to make sure that I knew something about credit unions when I left New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, and uh, 
but that is that is the most pure form of credit union that there that there is. I mean, a credit union is is a it's a great relationship and everything, but but uh, that's that is really at the ground level, and and you're starting a credit union from from nothing, and absolutely. And that's, that's how credit unions started. They're up to 90 million people. We need to we need to continue to in, increase that. And, and community development is one way, but word of mouth is another. Absolutely. And I'm going to use everything in my power, being an advocate, um, radio personality advocate, and within the communities that I serve in promoting be a member, be a member, be a member, tell a member, tell a member, tell a member. Scott, listen, I appreciate you calling in today on Saturday. I really do appreciate it. And you've been very, very helpful in getting, putting out the message of the worth and benefit of credit unions. What I'm going to do is I'm going to post your information on our blog um, because we have listeners and callers from all around the country, including Minnesota. So I want people to know that you are right there. You and I have connected Minnesota down to Florida, but we, we're, we're putting out the same information because we want members to join and start realizing the benefits of credit unions. Well, very good. It was a, it was a pleasure talking with you, Effie, and uh, keep, keep fighting the good fight there. I sure will, Scott. Listen, enjoy, your, enjoy the rest of your weekend. By the way, how's the, how's the temperature there? Well, we're we have it's snowing up here. Uh, we got oh my uh, we, God. <laughs> we got about sixty-eight inches of snow. This is the first snow, but you know what? The the um, the Minnesota Golden Gophers are winning right now. So uh, uh, at least the last time I checked, and that's a, the college football team, and that's a good thing. I don't care about the snow or anything as long as my Gophers are winning. That's a good thing. I understand. Well, I can tell you. I'm sweating down here. I'm in shorts and T-shirts, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's, well, why us, uh, that's why I, us, us people that aren't used to the sun very much go down there and, uh, and uh, lay around uh, as white and uh, <laughs> people go flopping around on your white beaches. I've been out on Clearwater Beach several times, and uh, uh, it's, that's a beautiful place. That's my one of my favorite places is uh, Clearwater Beach. So you're you're right. You, I I get very jealous. <laughs> well, Scott, well, again, I appreciate you calling in, and please enjoy your weekend, and tell your wife and kids to say hello. Thank you very much, and you take care. All right, thanks, Scott. All right, um, there it is. I mean, I have. We're getting people on the chat line that, you know, want information. Stay tuned. At 3 o'clock, I'm going to post up all that information. I'm also going to post some information where uh, you can go to look up the different credit unions that are in your area. And all you have to do, because all the information I'm going to post, their numbers are there, all you have to do is give them a call. Most credit unions, especially when you're dealing with your community development credit unions, like the one that I've, you know, been a part of, is, you're looking about $5 as a share, $5. Now, that's a, that's a cup of Starbucks coffee. Scott says $10 at his credit union. Nowhere will you find, and this is true of all the credit unions, the most is going to be about $25. And what that does is a portion of that $25 goes into, your, into an account. 
in your share. It'll buy you one share for that credit union. And the rest of it goes to actually open up your checking account or your savings account. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that. So remember, my job is to make sure I get the information out to you and make it worth your while so you can save the money that you need to save. But I am I employ every one of you Monday morning. These numbers are ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. Credit unions have been around since 1934, and we're only at 90 million members. 90 million members. I promise you, you join a credit union, it will be the best decision you've made as far as your banking. You really don't have to worry about them going out of business. If anything, they will consolidate. We don't have NCUA coming down and closing credit unions. If a, if a credit union is in a community and it may not be doing as strong, they will consolidate with a stronger credit union right there in the area. Guess what? You're still a member. You still have your accounts because they consolidated. Why? Because they care about the community. Now, if any of your listeners are in some of those, say, decimated communities with um, those payday lendings on every corner, uh, you will know what I'm talking about. Banks' jobs are to make money, and if there's not enough money in that community, the banks will leave. Well, you can look at if there's not a credit union there and you are interested in starting one, give me a call. Give me a call or send me an email, please, at the show at legallysteal.info. That's the show at legallysteal.info. And, of course, I've been telling you about the blog. Our blog is legallysteal.blogspot.com. I will have all of that information there. And, of course, you can leave questions, you can leave comments, and you can also email them to us. I didn't give you the call-in number today, and I truly apologize, but our number is 347 347- Six three seven one zero zero eight. That's three four seven six three seven one zero zero eight. We have probably another good fifteen minutes on the air or less. By if you want to call in, by all means, um, we have the information and we can tell you where you can get the information. Now, one of the things that I did not ask Scott is because, uh, of course, you know, I got to go back to the car business. What are you doing to save your members money when it comes to buying a vehicle? And this is a question that was posed to me by a chamber director, uh, chamber of commerce director, last week as far as what are, what are credit unions doing to uh, save their members money on buying a vehicle? You know, the question was, whose responsibility is it to teach the customer or member about buying a vehicle. We know it's not the dealership, and we know it's not the bank. Is it the finance company? Nope. Well, my answer to her was, well, really, it's the credit union's responsibility, but then again, no, it's not. But my goal as a consumer advocate, and as I told you in working with credit unions, I want this question to be a mantra for every credit union. Right now, I'm looking at getting the book into different credit unions as a means of, one, enticing people to join. So instead of going and pay $15 for the book 
and you don't have a membership, why don't you go and pay $20 for a membership and you get the book as a promotional piece as well as you get a, an account open and you get a share in that credit union. So it sounds like a win-win situation to me. Everybody wins. Plus, I'm going to keep talking about credit unions regardless of if I'm doing business with a credit union or not because I believe in credit unions. I believe in credit unions. This may, I have banker friends, and we sit and talk, but they're in the profession that they're in. I'm in the profession that I'm in, and my job is to make sure you get the information that's going to save you money. Matter of fact, you want to do something really cool? Go and open up your account at a credit union uh, just before Christmas. How about, you know how, when I was a kid, there used to be, um, we used to do something called a Christmas account, Christmas savings account, where you would take, you know, a couple of bucks, maybe five, ten dollars a week or uh, every two weeks, and put it into that account. So by the time you came around to Black Friday, you might have three to five hundred dollars in that account. That was your Christmas savings account. You can do that at your credit union. Go and open up that account. And let that money grow and build up. And you can put it in an interest-bearing account. This is, this is community banking 101. Credit unions are community banking 101. Now, I know community banks are a little irritated because they have a designation of community bankers. But as Scott put it, what, what I was doing with the grassroots in community development credit unions, that's community banking at its core. That's credit union mantra. That's what we live by. So I hope you hear the passion in my voice. I hope you hear the enthusiasm urging you, my audience, to go and open up an account at a credit union. You may not do anything with it, but I can tell you, when it comes time to do something with it, you'll be glad you did. Imagine going into the dealership, why? Because your credit union cares about you, with a check in your hand. That credit union is also going to teach you about financial literacy, how money works, how you need to make money work for you. Well, when you go to the dealership, you want to talk about negotiating 101, walk into the dealership with a check in your hand. And while the dealer is running around trying to add this and add that, you can say, listen, this is the amount that I'm approved for, uh, $21,000. That's including drive-out, taxes, and title, and that's all that I'm paying. Now the dealer looks at you funny and, you know, where they were telling you, well, uh, we can get you 10%. Well, when you show them that your credit union check says that you're done for 6.4%, most of them can't beat it. And if they do it, they say they can match it, tell them, no, the only way you get this is you beat it. You're not matching. You have to beat it. So I'm telling you, credit unions will be your best friend, and you are a member. This is the part that I didn't say to you. Once you become a member of a credit union, you are a member for life. That's a life membership in that credit union. And they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Like Scott said, he has been around for 80 years. They're not going anywhere. So once you become a member, you are a member for life, and you have the rights and privileges to all of the benefits, products, and services that are part of that credit union. You can also vote to be on the board. So these are the things that I want you to take in consideration 
and do your research. But, of course, I'm going to try to do as much research as I can for you. I'm going to put the articles, uh, put some information on our blog. Again, that's legallysteal.blogspot.com. And you will be able to look at the different credit unions that are around the country. You can look at how financially strong the credit unions are. Okay? And you can see what field of memberships that they have. The field of membership is basically what ties you or gives you a common connection to be a part of the credit union. So as CUNA puts it, anybody in America can be a member of a credit union. Listen, it's been real as always. I will be here next week uh, to get you some more information, and I'll get the show posted up of what we're going to be doing next week. Uh, we're going into the tax preparation uh, for the end of the year. This is, you know, November. we got about, what, six, seven weeks before this year is over with. So you better be getting in mind to start doing your taxes. That's coming up. And we're going to talk about what you're going to need to do once you get your, your paperwork and information together for your taxes to get them filed. Well, what do you do with your refund? Don't buy furniture with it. Don't give it to Aaron Rich Furniture. Don't go buy a car with it. I'm going to teach you some tricks of the trade to make that money work for you on your behalf, and you can still get a car. You can still get all these other things you want. So as always, I love being here. I love talking to you. I love sharing information with you. And send us send us your responses. Check out the blog site. And, of course, any idea for a show that you might want to hear something about, even though we have them lined up pretty much throughout the end of the year, but any ideas that you might have for a show, something that you want to know more about, send it to me. Send it to me. And I'll make sure we can wrap a whole show around that just for you. All right. Thank you. Love you. And I love your dedication and your listening to the show. Again, it's SC at the Legally Steel Show, where my goal is to give you the knowledge and steel, knowledge and skill to legally steal your next purchase. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe.